0: To get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life
1: this is the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio hello and
2: welcome back to the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio 98.5 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Brandon Deutsch. And we are also joined, coming in from Utah, Mr. Arash Markazi, the sh- what the show is named after. Um, <laughs> Arash, how is Utah? I'm I'm loving those wine pictures, by the way.
1: No, it's great. I am in Park City right now where it's snowing. Uh, kind of uh, thought I would stay here for one more day. So wanted to hop in and... Uh... You know, give my two cents, but uh, you know, you, you, you guys are back there in lovely Southern California in the studio. But I thought I'd hop on and say hello.
2: No, no, we obviously appreciate the uh, the ever presence of Mister Raj Uh Speaking of ever presence, I gotta shout out my Dukies. I know that this is not a Duke show, but you know, I gotta put them <laughs> on blast every so every so often, uh, beating Louisville, beating you know Nolan Smith, his dad, and um, and. Himself as well, the former uh, Dukey coming in to Cameron. I know that can't be. That's got to be daunting. No right?
0: offense to Duke, but doesn't Louisville have four wins? Three. <laughs> okay. Still a win. A win's a win, hey, you know. W- I, I like it. This year, it's been hard for Duke. So I was about I'm,
2: to say, I'm like, at this current moment in time, we are below ten wins, so well, you I guys will are going to be a in the tournament,
0: which is good. I, I really mean, do think so.
2: I, I love the fact that it was like, well, at least you made the tournament. It's like we expect to win the tournament every year, so for us to make the tournament, quote yeah. unquote, I, I'm extremely it, disappointed. It, it's in them.
0: been tough, and I know we'll get into other things, but it's like when Dariq Whitehead isn't fully. Healthy for the start of the season, right? He's supposed to be one of your best players. Lively's not fully—he
2: is our best player, (laughs) right? I mean,
0: he's not fully healthy. Lively wasn't for part of the season, and then you're relying on Filipowski or whatever to just create the whole offense. It's, It's it's tough. I mean, they could they could make they have a run in them. They have the talent to have a run in them, but I don't think it's. You know, I don't think they're going to win at all.
2: No, absolutely not. I mean, I think more along the lines that Kansas could possibly win or Houston could possibly win the whole entire thing. Purdue, I'm rooting for Purdue. I'm not going to lie. On that one, I love Zach E.D. Can't be I think that hard. No one can guard him. Give him the ball down low. Yeah, but you can't just depend on one player. I know one player is not going to be. That
0: was why Ivy last year helped right. him a lot because Absolutely. Ivy would, would be able to take over games.
2: And unfortunately, sure. a lot of their guard situation right now is just they're all freshmen, so it's just it's yeah. really hard just to depend on that one guy. It's kind of like what we've been doing with Flip is we've been depending on that one guy, and you can't do that in basketball. It's a five player minimum, you know, team effort. So I just. I'm glad that we're going to probably make the tournament if we keep going with this momentum of winning. That's awesome. Good for Duke. And, but I just don't think we're yeah, going to
0: Yeah. And there. I wanted to ask Arash this because while we're on the topic, uh, before we get to other things about you know college basketball, let's go to the international stage because there's been new reports that Victor Wembiama is now seven foot five <laughs> with shoes on. Seven foot five. By the way, this guy can shoot like Kevin Durant. He can block shots like Rudy Gobert. Um, I mean, Richard Jefferson and other media. Members have been on on, you know, they, they've said he's a better prospect than LeBron, at least the best since LeBron. Right. This it, it's so it's unprecedented because Brian Windhorst said that the whole Met 92 team or whatever team he's on, they literally imported nba players to be on this team to prepare him for the nba and that's unheard of because usually there it's about championships they want to win championships they want to do that it's not about preparing a guy that's going to leave in a year but he's so special they're doing all the right things to prepare him for the nba arash i know you've seen him in person i know you've seen him play and seen him right next to you signing autographs and stuff how excited are you to see a generational talent like this enter the NBA and possibly save a franchise that's in the dirt, like a San Antonio or a Houston or Detroit or one of those teams?
1: By the way, like if the Spurs walk into this situation again, like they did that before with Tim Duncan, they, they, they this could happen again. He's incredible. I have uh, never seen someone as physically imposing as him again. He's just walking through a casino floor. I mean, you just see this huge figure um you know he was what was he you know, seven two, seven three. Again, young man, born in two thousand and four. So, you know, not shocking that he would grow some more. But you know, just walking through the casino and seeing people to take a picture with him. You know, grown men who are like right at his like uh, his armpit, r- r- waist, his armpit. <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's really incredible. So, and then when he was in Vegas watching um, LeBron and um, Anthony Davis, there's that moment where like they see him and they want to go up and say hi to him. So I mean like everyone knows about him everyone's very aware of of him and so um you know A looking forward to him coming into the league but also the um, what is it the 2024 Olympics in France that's going to be fun to watch as well.
0: Yeah and also just going on that topic Arash it's you know a player is special when he's the undisputed number 1 and you got a guy like Scoot Henderson who would probably be the first player taken in a lot of other drafts. And then Brandon Miller, who's a freshman at Alabama, led them to the number one team in the country for a time. I know Houston's taken that. And those guys aren't even talked about about being the number one pick. Definitely very exciting for the NBA. I'm excited. I think if he's one of those prospects that if you just build the right team around him, you're almost guaranteed a championship, or at least close to that. That's how talented the guy is going to become. I mean, I expect him to enter the league averaging 21 points per game on... true shooting at least i mean they get no one can guard him i don't care how skinny he is so i'm excited for that arash i wanted to ask you about i know we talked about this yesterday but the westbrook to the clippers um situation uh i know your thoughts i know my thoughts on it has anything changed with the day to think about it
1: not really but here's the most fascinating thing according to circus Sports, the odds for the clippers to win the championship got worse I mean that's an incredible thing when you sign a player like him, but I think you know we've we've seen what he's done the past couple of years. Where you know, yes, he's one of the all time greats, top seventy five, top fifty player in league history, but will he help the team or will he hurt the team? And according to Las Vegas, and according to the future odds at Circus Sports. He hurt the Clippers' chances, not by a ton. But, you know, the one thing that that I want to see now that this thing is about to become official is what does it look like? Again, I'm not going to judge it off of one game or two games, but we've talked about it. I mean, there's 21, 22, 23 games left in the season. There's not a lot of time. So, you know, how does he gel? How does he fit in with this team? Does he get there? And does he cause a problem? Because the one thing you could you know, say about the Clippers, they know their roles when they're healthy. When they are healthy, Kawhi knows what he's got to do. Paul George knows what he has to do. Does Russ come in there and hurt their chances? Again, according to Vegas, according to Circus Sports, they think it will. They, 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 they don't think that this is an improvement. So it hasn't really changed how I view it. I don't think it's a terrible the signing only because Paul George and Kawhi, Paul George was the main person. He loves Russ. Kawhi, I'm sure was a part of it. And again, you have three of the greatest players to ever come from Southern California playing on the, on the same team here now.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, here's the thing. (laughs) I agree with you with the, um, with having, um, Paul, Paul George and having Kawhi, but the Clippers already had them. Right. So, What, what do you think that Russ's role will be in this? Because obviously, you know, uh, as of this past season, before he got traded, Russ's role was a, was not a primary player, right? He was a secondary player and he was doing really well with that. So what do you think that his role should be or will be maybe um, for those, for the Clippers?
1: What I would love for his role to be is to come off the bench, provide, you know, 15 to 20 minutes coming off the bench. My concern when I'm hearing reports that he's going to start is that was maybe part of the promise. Again, he was, he was being recruited by a few teams. And did the Clippers feel the need to promise him at some point a starting role to complete this move? And if that's the case, I do have a problem with that. I don't think he should start. I think he played extremely well coming off the bench, if he can continue to do that, that that's fantastic. This is where it becomes a problem. If he begins to start and it's not a good fit or if he starts and they feel like his best role is to come off the bench and that becomes a problem. Again, there is this um, phase at the beginning. It's the honeymoon phase where the first week will be great. Paul George will say he's the best teammate that that I've had and Kawhi will say how great it is to play with them and all that good stuff. And then you get a week or two down the road. And if Russ is not happy and the Clippers are losing, this is where it could become a big problem. So is the juice worth the screen? I don't necessarily think so. At the end of the day, though, the team did what the players wanted, and Paul George wanted Russ. Kawhi agreed, and that's why this move happened. Yeah, Rosh.
0: and just going back, cause I, and I now remember what I was going to say after I wanted to bring up Victor Wanyama, another international player, entering the scope of the NBA, possibly for dominance. And we've seen the MVP award the past couple of years, Jokic, Jokic. And this year, Jokic's odds are down to minus 300. So, I mean, it's it's almost certain he's going to win. Obviously, there's some time for Giannis if the Bucks keep winning or Embiid if the 76ers keep winning. But the minus 300 line really tells you that it's pretty, it's almost said and done, you know, if the Nuggets maintain this one seed, that Jokic is going to win the MVP with this international dominance, Doncic, Jokic, Embiid, and now Victor wendell What does this tell you about American basketball players, you know, especially the amateurs that are going through the circuit versus the Europeans?
1: You know what, it it, it is really great though to see, and I know that there could be some people thinking like, oh, like, What's happening? But, you know, talking to Pau Gasol, when he got elected as a finalist for the Hall of Fame, he talked about the 1992 Dream Team being the moment where he decided what he wanted to do with his life. He was like, I want to be a basketball player. Same with Dirk. And you saw what Pau and Dirk did. And now, when you look at the top players in the league, when you look at Jokic, when you look at, uh, you know, Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid and all these guys coming up. Um, and Brandon, I, I want you to speak on this. Cause I think when people, I, I think the simplistic viewpoint is Jokic. Yeah, but what have the Denver Nuggets done? They have not went to the finals. They've not won a championship. The most valuable player is not about that. There is a trophy for whoever wins the championship. What Nikola Jokic has done statistically, and you can speak on this more than me, he deserves the award. And and but you you will have a certain group of people say oh third straight like MVP that puts them in the same class as Will Chamberlain Bill Russell can we do that Brandon you you've broken down the numbers why
0: should he win Oh yeah I mean I, I think it should be unanimous I I do think it will be unanimous if he continues this This is the best season of his career he he passed Wilt's all time player efficiency rating. Uh, you know in a season record last year he's probably going to get closer beating that record again his own record this year he's averaging 25 points 11.5 rebounds 10.1 assists per game true shooting percentage of 70 Um, you know one of the highest PSA points per 100 shot attempts in the league argue not even arguably at this point is the most efficient offensive superstar we've ever seen in the history of the game and what's even more impressive is he doesn't hold the ball a long time we look at Luka Doncic who holds the ball you know per possession a lot of the time right he's a high usage you know ball dominant player Jokic touches the ball in a possession and he gets rid of it quick he's trying to find the open guy or he shoots or he rebounds it's, it's brilliant to see. Um, I, I think it's great for the league. And at this point, regardless of if he ever wins a championship, I think with this third MVP solidifying himself as a top 25 player all time, I do want to see him win a championship, but people forget it's hard to win a championship. It is yeah. difficult. The Clippers have never won a championship. Yeah,
2: you know, but they like also don't hard. have, but they also don't have a two-time MVP, yeah, a possible at, three-time MVP. Okay. But
0: look at this. Look at the Celtics this year. If they don't win this year, look at their roster. In recent years, they haven't won a championship since what? Oh, oh 09, oh 08, right? One, one of those uh, years,
1: 2008, yeah, uh, oh, wait, and, yeah. Since, 2008. And, and before
0: that, a when was the time they won before. They've won championship in
1: nineteen eighty exactly. Okay. And look
0: yeah. at all the great teams they've had over the years. They've only won yeah. two
2: championships in the last forty years. But again, they haven't had MVPs on their squad well, they have that have led them. Now. Yeah, but he's not an MVP. He's well, not he's a two-time winner. Doesn't he didn't win the MVP? My and I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from, from Donch whatsoever. He deserves this award. He, if you just look at him point blank, he is a stud. He is dominating over the, over everybody as far as stats are concerned, as far as points, as far as like every, every record in the possible book right now, he's killing it. There's no, nobody's debating that. I don't think, I think that t- people are debating whether or not that he can win a title. It's like, yeah, you can give him all the MVP awards that you want, but at the he's, end of the day, aren't you playing for championships? Yeah, You're not playing for
0: an MVP. Rosh Ar- can can um can speak on this too, but you know, part of the reason is they have the highest offensive rating in the league. They always do with Jokic, highest team EFG and true shooting percentage. Again, I've mentioned this stat along a long like many times, numerous times. Fourteen out of the last 15 NBA champions have had a top eleven defensive rating. The Nuggets yeah. are like 25th in defensive rating. And it's hard. Maybe he's the anomaly that can win a championship. With uh, Well, actually, the Nuggets are back are now up to 13th. Last week, they were 25th. So they're playing better defense right now. If they get that number up a couple more um, into the top 11, statistically, they have a very good chance to win a championship. But Jokic is such a good player. I think one of these years, he's going to get a championship. And this seems like the year to do it, right, Arash? It seems like the perfect yeah. opportunity.
1: You know, because because the West, there's, there's no clear-cut favorite. Yes, you, you could say maybe the Suns are that team because of the move that they made to add KD. They have no bench. They have no depth. That may not matter come playoff time, but it is wide open, and so the so Denver does have a chance here. What's the most valuable player, though? It It's you know, it it's voted on by the press. You know, you, you have a vote, and we've seen years uh, where where people vote for people who shouldn't have the award. Kobe has only won it one time in his 20 year career. So, you know, I I that's the only pushback I have is that listen, you know, you can vote for who you want, but um, basing the type, basing the award, and it's an Individual award on the championship to me makes no sense. It, you know, we'll find out come late June who's going to win most valuable, sorry, win the championship. But the most valuable player award is given at the the end of the regular season, it is a regular season trophy,
0: absolutely. And I, I think that also speaks to like the excellence of LeBron the year they won the title. Um, that regular season, I mean, people don't talk about this feed enough. The Lakers were 57 and 0 going into the fourth quarter. That's never been done. And LeBron led the league in assists. He was 25 points per game. Very efficient. I think he should have won that MVP award over Giannis uh, Rosh. Right. I mean, doesn't that, but that was, that's a regular season award. 100%
1: 100% and, and, and people don't um, remember this because the pandemic hit right after but the weekend before the pandemic hit and shut down the season the Lakers beat the Clippers they beat the Bucks, and I think Giannis got hurt, and he was going to be out for a while. And, and LeBron had really hit his stride. Where I think the viewpoint was: I mean, if LeBron keeps this up, he has a chance to win most valuable player. At the end of the day, the only thing LeBron wanted to do was win the championship, and the Bucks didn't even get to the conference championship that year. So, uh, but no, I mean, a, an amazing season. Again, I mean, a lot of the talk is like, oh, they they won it, didn't. Orlando no fans but when you look at what they did prior to the shutdown they were a tremendous team
0: no absolutely absolutely and Arash a couple more minutes here on this first segment I know G Hayes eager to listen to our thoughts about the Lakers huge game (laughs) right right G a huge game (laughs) coming up Thursday against the Warriors by the way 80 percent chance to win the Lakers have according to the ESPN power index without Steph Curry obviously the Warriors LeBron I'm assuming like every game will be questionable. Who knows if he's going to play or not. It's at home. How important is it to stay dominant in this first game and take that into Dallas? by the way, two crazy road games, Dallas and Memphis that they have to go to. They have to win one of those games and the Golden State game. But how is it? How important is it to start this last 23 game stretch with a dominant convincing win over the Warriors?
1: It's huge. It's massive. I mean, LeBron said it during the All-Star break. He said it on Sunday. These are the 23 most important regular season games of his career. And you don't want to come off that one-week break by losing your first game. It's a home game. It's a game against a team that you kind of in that... You know position where you're trying to get that 10 feet uh, They have to get these games and you they're, listen They're gonna go into some of these games like when they go on the road to Dallas to Memphis Where they're not gonna be fit favorite to win the fact of the matter is if they're gonna be a Championship team that's so sorry not a championship. if they're gonna be a play-in tournament team They're gonna have to find a way to win some of these games that they're not supposed to win So you do for sure have to win the games that you're favored to win But you do have to pull a couple of upsets here along the way. you got to go to Dallas and win. you got to go to Memphis and win. And if they can't do that, the unfortunate thing is I don't think that they have enough. There's not enough time for them to make the play in tournament. You do have to win these games. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
2: Arash, um, it's looking like your Your bet may not be coming to fruition of you coming to be able to um go to crypto and and what would you due to the fact that this bet is basically done and said and done, would you cave and maybe come come to crypto regardless
1: i i may i may like I'm thinking of going to that game on Thursday because at some point in time it's like listen it's been it's been a while yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I made the uh, batter I made the promise that I'm not going to go to crypto to watch the Lakers play until they get back to 500 and they haven't done that. They didn't do that last year. They haven't done that this year. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I do want to see them play. It was um, really frustrating that like when they put a couple of good games together, they fall back to, 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 to like old ways and they lose a couple more. They can't do that. They have to just go on a run here post, the all-star break, whether it's winning like eight of 10 or seven of 10, they got to go on some kind of a streak here.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I mean, you could always watch the other winning team in LA and come to crypto and watch oh, yeah, the Clippers
1: exactly. <laughs> I, may, I may have to do that by the yeah. way
0: we all have to go to that April 5th game between no, that'd the be Clippers great. and yeah, Lakers right?
2: that'd be great oh, Well, guys, guys let's leave it there for now when we come back we'll have a little bit more with Arash Markazi on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio 98.5 The bed, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network
1: we'll be right back with the Arash Markazi show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Steel clam window underground
2: when we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, you guys, if you have a question, comment, concern, or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. Again, that hotline number is 310 400 Zero. Okay, let's go out to the guest, the Sporting Tribune guest hotline with the one, the only, Mr. Arash Markazi, the reason for why we are all on the air, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm still, uh, I'm still here in Utah. I ventured a little bit. I think it's north to Park City, home of Sundance and all those film festivals and stuff like that. I'll be back in the studio uh, tomorrow, but wanted to call in. Uh, you know, just a lot of. Uh, crazy stories in sports the 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 one that still gets me is that the clippers made this big move again it was front page story they got russell westbrook and according to circus sports the the odds for the clippers got worse gee does that surprise you
2: absolutely not (laughs) absolutely (laughs) not um here's the other thing too russell hasn't played with paul george in how long No, you know, so, I mean, there's such a thing as camaraderie. There's such a thing as, you know, them probably bonding and they're probably bros and they're probably hanging out and having a great time with each other. And that's great. Sometimes that doesn't translate over to the court, you know? So, um, and also the house always wins. Um, so I, I, I get it. I, I get why Vegas is looking at those odds and plumbing them down a little bit with the Clippers. However, Arash, if, let's say that the Clippers make the right move and they don't start Russ off the bat, right? Um, coming off of the all-star break. They they don't start him. They maybe take him off the, um, bring him off the bench, you know, in, into the first quarter. There's like a couple minutes being played wherever they get their starting five out of the way and then they bring him back on. Do you think that this team, and I think you alluded to this earlier in the first segment, but you do you think that this team, those odds can possibly get skewed because of that? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing.
1: I like the core group of this team. And again, I go back to that uh, playoff run they had when Kawhi got hurt and they're going up against the Jazz, and they actually found a way to win. And this is such a compliment in the testament to Paul George is that they found a way to win that series, go on to the conference, finals, you really saw during that postseason run that the combination of Paul George with Kawhi, what that could do in the postseason and again, it's really important to note that the postseason is different. You know, Kawhi is doing load management. Paul George has begun to do that to the Clippers as a team. We don't love it. It's not fun during the course of the season, but this team is built for the postseason. Kawhi is different in the postseason. Paul George, I know people joked about the playoff and you know, all that stuff that run where he essentially put the team like on his back and got them to the conference championship That's what I go towards and so when I'm looking at this team Like I really don't care what seed they have obviously you'd like to be a top six seed You don't want to be like in that play in tournament, but This team is currently constructed. I like them before the trade. With the trade, I got to imagine he's going into a locker room that wants him. He's not part of this blockbuster trade. He got bought out, raised by the Jazz. It's a essentially a a 21 game contractor in the season. So it's a different situation. He's never won a championship before. And I do think he's on a team now that can potentially win a championship.
2: I mean, from your lips to God's ears, right? (laughs) So, I mean, well, I think that that's what we're definitely hoping for. I was just kind of disappointed in the Clipper organization solely because the squad that they got during free agency was great. I I mean, I I was a little bummed at first. You know what? um, Them dropping Luke due to due to financial situation. I totally understand that. I get that. Um, You know, dropping certain people, dropping Reggie. Like I get it. I I get why they did it. But this core that they have now, Brandon, uh, is this is this a championship or bust kind of a team? This is a championship squad, right?
0: Absolutely. No. I. I I I mean, there's nothing else. Nothing else to say. (laughs) You guys hit it right on the money. I, I think it it is championship or bust. There's really no no way around that
2: i mean i'm still sticking with my i think if we just win the um if we just win the the west then i'm I'm the only
0: thing keeping you guys from the western conference finals is two things the nuggets who will always beat you so hopefully you don't play the nuggets or for whatever reason i don't 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 explain it it's unexplainable and Liu, how much does he want to play westbrook If Westbrook plays 25 to 30 minutes, you know, or over 30 minutes, God forbid, you're going to lose a lot of close games. I hate to say it. He cannot be on the floor laying the game.
2: So you believe that even with this squad that we current, that is currently constructed at this current moment in time, that Denver is still going to be a threat. Absolutely. Even with everybody that we just traded for and we got, and we have like a backup for and we have, it doesn't
0: matter because Plumlee and Zubach, as good as they are, cannot guard Nicole Jokic.
2: No, that that I under, that I understand, but you have other players on the team.
0: I know, but all I gotta say is what happened when they traveled to Denver. I know it was a different team. They they it was embarrassing. They lost by like fifty. 40. Yeah.
2: Have you played in in high climate? Altitude? I know, but they're gonna have
1: to play four of those games <laughs> well, there. No, you're right. Yeah, well, I to say Denver's gonna have home court advantage. Yeah. No, absolutely.
2: I'm not. I'm not negating that. I'm not negating that. I'm not saying. I'm not talking about that, but. I, a, it's really, really difficult to have to play in that kind of climate. And B, their fans are great as well. Denver, yeah.
0: I, I really want Denver to get a ring. I want Jokic to get a ring. I think that's great for the sport of basketball if he does. Really, really even if it's
2: a smaller market?
0: It doesn't matter. People don't like him because he doesn't you know, play this, quote, sexy type. I mean, I think it is, but you, you know what I mean. They want the John yeah, Morant, no, jump like, out of the gym type Of when it's just, I don't know, it's just beautiful to watch Jokic play and just his dominance. I really want to see him win a championship. I think this could be the year. I mean, if, look, all goes back to this. Correct me if I'm wrong, Arash. Durant stepped on the line. If he didn't, I mean, we're having a whole, this is a whole different NBA. Am I wrong? No, I mean, here's,
1: here's the thing, um, and just going back, because I, I, I want to bring up this point, that when the Clippers made this move, it was a championship move. Juna is right. They, they, as a franchise, have never made it to the finals before. Okay, full stop. So that would be a, a move in the right direction. When you, when you look at what they traded to get Paul George, and I know what Clippers fans, and not just Clippers fans, Clippers executives say you do have to view that as a trade for Paul George and Kawhi because Kawhi doesn't come without Paul George. Okay, fine. You traded Shea as a part of that, and Shea is going to be, if he's not already, one of the top five players in the league. Top ten right now, he'll be top five. So you traded not only all ton of your future first round picks and all that stuff, but you traded a franchise player. If you get past this season and you don't win a championship, and even if you keep this group together and you don't win, it's just like, if they can just win that one title, the one title changes everything because you've got your parade, you got your rally, you go into your new home, Paying the championship, put the trophy in the, in the you know right where people walk in; they can see it. It changes everything. But if you don't, it was all for naught. They really do have to find a way to win one championship.
0: And what I'll add here is, I think part of this move to why Lawrence um, and Jerry were okay with this was Paul George has been not himself over the past couple months, and he had the best season of his career with Russell Westbrook. So I get why they want to make him happy and make him not the turnover machine he's been recently Um, because it it sucks to see because Paul George is such a good player. He just hasn't been himself the last three months.
2: Yeah, but I mean, how how much of making this guy happy is too much.
0: I mean, you kind of have to. He's the best clipper of all time, isn't he? The only guy that led you to the Western Conference Finals.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, you kind of have to put him up there. Like, is it Chris you, Paul? You no. Put him, you
2: put him up there for sure. You absolutely put him up there. I mean, I think that there are guys that have resurrected. The, like. Um, BG's like the,
0: up there, of course. Mm-hmm. Like Baron the, Davis.
2: There's absolutely. There's there's certain guys that that crawled so that, um, you know, this team could run. Yeah, so no, so no, I, th- sure. I think that there that there's that to consider, but you're you're absolutely right. He's, you know, he is definitely, he's going to be one of the best Clippers of all time. I just look at it like this. If it's not
0: Phoenix, if it's not Denver, maybe Memphis, although they look bad recently. I mean, they still have a top five defense. I mean, it's probably the Clippers, right? I mean, they have a, I look at their yeah. line right now. I think it's low to win the championship plus 1100. I think that's a little low. I think.
1: I, Brandon, I 100% agree with you. When I saw the updated line like at Circa, and I'm going to go there next month, and I'll talk to you guys if you want to hop in on this. I think the West is so wide open that, yeah, I mean, the odds for the Clippers are, are, I, I'm again, I'm not going to believe it until I see it because we've never seen them in the finals. We've never seen them win a championship. The odds are really good right now.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think, look, I mean, People forget how important adding Mason Plumlee was. He's just a winning player. Yeah. Eric Gordon, you basically have a discount, Norm Powell. Russell Westbrook, the thing is, he's not going to lose you games or win you more games that they're going to win. I think it's more of just like a, okay, let's keep Paul George happy. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it significantly makes them worse or better, if that makes sense. He's just there, you know?
2: You said Paul George being no, 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 there. No, 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 or, no, no, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, being no, nice. he's definitely the. Like, I don't think I I don't agree
0: with like the people saying, oh, he significantly makes you worse because at the end of the day, he can still look. The the Clippers have one of the worst offenses in basketball. Right. So look, Morris is on the court. You get him off. You put Westbrook in there that can only I mean, it's not hard to be better than Marcus Morris right now. So at least he can get to the rim and he's still one of the best passers in basketball. So that helps, you know. But again, he's also you can't have him on the court late in the game. Yeah, he can't be a part of the closing lineup.
2: Yeah, no, Arash, I wanted to ask you, this probably has, this has to do with sports, I swear, Um, but I really wanted to switch gears a little bit and see if you've had any celebrity sightings specifically, have you seen Coach Shaw from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City roaming around
1: Salt Lake? It, that's a great question because I actually was actively like looking for anyone from the Real Housewives of uh, Salt Lake City. I <laughs> did not. I, I'm sure they were out and about during All-Star Week, and there's no doubt that they, they were. had to I didn't be. See Coach Shaw. I didn't see Heather. I didn't see any of the crew. So, you know, I, I looked. I mean, there was stars of. Like, it's everywhere. But right. it was, you know, it was these regular stars. Again, the first thing I thought of when I'm coming out of Salt Lake City is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So, you know, the only thing that happened was uh, the news here was covering, um, what was it? Did Jen have to go? She to- went to prison what? last week. She yeah. went to, so that was the news. When, when we arrived in Salt Lake, that was the, the big news. Here.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just hoping that you would see Coach Shaw. <laughs> Since he is a coach, I, I believe he's still coaching at Utah.
1: So, yeah, so I actually went to Utah, the, like, the school, like, like, on campus, just to see what the campus looked like but I did not, unfortunately, see Coach other.
2: How did the campus look like?
1: It's, it's got to be covered in snow. It was, it was covered in <laughs> snow, right? But it, was, but it was a really, really nice campus. And so, you know, for the last, last year, Brandon, we are connected in the, the Pac-12 yep. with Utah, and then... Uh, USC makes the move. But no, I mean I, I just wanted to kind of just see what the campus looked like. Hey,
0: also Rash, I wanted to bring this up. We don't normally talk about college basketball, but USC. This is interesting yeah. because they had basically a top twenty five team till they had a blunder in Oregon with a loss to Oregon, 18 points. And then a loss to Oregon state who's possibly the worst team in the pac 12, but they have some signature wins. They won against UCLA at home. Pretty convincingly. They almost won at wooden center. You know, they almost beat UCLA at UCLA and UCLA is a top four team. They beat Stanford and Cal, which was expected. They have Colorado and Utah who they'll probably both beat. Do they need? So they're sitting at what? I think they're twenty and eight, right? Let me let me look at the yeah. exact record. But if they beat, I, I, do they need? To, okay, they're nineteen and eight. Do they need to beat Arizona to get into the tournament? Because right now it's think, UCLA yeah. and Arizona.
1: I think they do, and if they don't, they're going to need a heck of a Pac twelve tournament run. I, I definitely think they need a couple more wins. Um, they they've got enough of the. Not enough, but they have some quality wins as you just brought up. I think any time you can beat a top five, top ten team, that certainly helps you, certainly helps your cause, it certainly helps their track record as well in terms of what they've done in the tournament Tournament the last couple of seasons. So I would say yes, but there is sort of like a caveat there. If they don't beat you of A, They do have a chance. I mean, I think that they would have to go on a kind of a run there during the Pac-12 tournament where they win a couple of games.
2: Yeah, I I know I'm probably jumping the gun here, Arash, or putting the cart before the horse, however you want to say it. But if they do get into the tournament, the USC that is, how far do you think that they'll um, have a run for?
1: Well, the beautiful thing about the tournament, like, you just never know. I mean, I, I never expected them to go to the early date the year that they did. I never expected them to blow out Kansas, the team that would go on to win the championship. So I I, um, I like them to win uh, a game or two. Again, this is if you win a, you know, two games, you're in the sweet 16. And I've told Dandy this. I, I said, listen, there's no expectation that USC, if you have a top 25 team, If you just get them into the Sweet 16, you're golden. Like we we have no championship aspirations. So, um, listen. For me, the fact that they've kind of been around the top 25 team, it's been fun to watch a 20 win season. That's been fun to watch. Uh, But yes, would love to see them in the tournament. But gee, we were there in Las Vegas where they they lost that that first game, and it just hurts because I know that they would have gone. You really kind of just have to get like that first win. And then maybe you can go on a run, but um, you just never know this time of year.
2: Yeah, I felt bad when I basically said, "Look, they're not beating Florida State." Like, and <laughs> or I, Miami. I, I did, or, yeah, Miami. Sorry, thank then you. Miami and I went was just to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just saying, like the the ACC at the time was great. The ACC now is terrible, but like the ACC at the time was real, was I really, think, really good.
0: I'm going to say this. I think USC is easily the third best team in the Pac-12 this year. just behind UCLA and Arizona. I don't think it's close. Um, Oregon yeah. has been way too up and down to be ahead of them.
2: Yeah. And they've been very inconsistent.
0: Um, yeah. And, What I'll say here is I do think that Andy is such a good coach that they're always set up for a run if they go into the tournament. I mean, this is a team, if you look at the roster like Boogie Ellis, that's a guy that can take over games. There's not many people that have a player like that in the country that can, when you go need a basket, can just take over. And we saw that happen with Johnny Juzang a couple of years ago. A guy having a guy that can just take over a game offensively is crucial to winning basketball games. And they have experience now with Drew Peterson, who's had an underrated year. I what I'm more interested is in Arash as USC alum. Uh, alumni, we are excited because right now, the future, I know Mick's a great coach at UCLA, but USC has a better recruiting class. They're gonna be better than UCLA next year. They're gonna undoubtedly be better than UCLA next year. I hate to say it, but-
1: Exactly. And I've told G Hey this, I mean, the the one sport that I usually don't get pumped up about during the regular season would be college basketball. She gets excited for preseason tournaments and recruiting- October 15th, guys, that's when the season starts. (laughs) It's when you just start watching college basketball. But USC is getting me excited about recruiting, getting me excited about the beginning of the season. Because again, when you get the number one recruit in the country, when you have a potential number one recruiting class, that's exciting.
0: Yeah, and they're going to be, and by the way, the guy who came back, um, oh man, what's his name? The center, you know who I'm talking about, who, who was injured and had that had that issue, that medical issue. He's back. But get yeah. him get him for a full season, you'll be you'll be golden with Isaiah Collier. Maybe Bronny James, by the way, too.
2: There we go. Yeah, I think Bronny's <laughs> looking elsewhere. But um he also, doesn't, well, he also doesn't really fit into the USC system. I mean, uh, when I think it it's
0: to- a perfect fit. I think it's a great fit, correct me if I'm wrong, for someone. Look, you can you can stay in your comfortable, you know, Beverly Hills home or whatever, and you can go play basketball. I mean, he probably doesn't need that, but I mean, come on, you grow up with a billion dollars, you probably want to go play basketball near home and chill in L.A. You
1: know, two two quick things on that front. Uh, so LeBron has kind of shifted what he said. I think he originally said his goal was to be playing with his son, he's reversed course a little bit and said, if I can just play in the same game with them, you know, share the same court with them. So Bronny, for example, got drafted by the uh, Kings or something that they would play against each other. And that would be cool. I do think Bronny, is one and done because I do think he's going to get drafted by some team. And it could be the Lakers, by the way. I mean, like, the Lakers essentially do what LeBron wants. So, if Bronny's there with a second-round pick in the 2024 draft. He's going to get selected. And if you're the South Bay Lakers, why the heck not? You could sell out all your games. So, um, yeah, listen, it's shaping up for a Bronny-LeBron Moment there during the 2024-25 season, which would be LeBron's last season, by the way, or at least the last season with his current contract.
0: And by the way, also Arash, what yeah. would also make sense with Bronny to USC is the NIL deals. I mean, you're in LA; yeah, he's I'll already have so he already has so many NIL deals. Why? I'm not saying you can't get it at Ohio State or Oregon, but why go there when you're already got it made here?
2: But does that even know? matter? It does
0: matter because I think Bronny at USC gets minutes in year one. I do. I think he's talented enough. Look, he's not. He doesn't have the height LeBron has. He's not the prospect, obviously, even close that LeBron was. But what he can do is he can read defenses. He's a pro player. He's played the pro game from a young age. LeBron has taught him that. So regardless of his size, he's able to control an offense, make the high IQ basketball decisions, and he's a decent defender. So I think if you put him alongside Isaiah Collier next year, you know, Boogie Ellis is leaving, Drew Peterson is going to be gone, right? So, like, I think that's a possibility. I really do.
2: I think you're giving uh, a little too much credit to Bronny's game and going into SC. I think that they were just kind to be like, hey, here's a... Here, here's You're a little. Mean, word. A. No, You're I'm just mean. you know I I I got my I got my insider information resources. So I'm just <laughs> uh, just putting it putting it to you like that. Um, I hope wherever he goes, God bless Brawny. You know, because that that kid's actually has worked hard. Well, guys, let's leave it there for today. We'll be back again tomorrow, guys. Until then, this is the Arash Marakazi show. Saying stay safe and stay healthy.
1: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.